get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scoops with Danny Mac is coming up at the top of the hour, but my friend and the voice of the Cardinals on FS Midwest is here in studio now. A couple of segments. That was a fun weekend, those four straight wins. Randall, they needed them. Man, did they need them, and they got them. I said it last week. I thought, and this was before the five against Milwaukee, and you and I think are on the same page here. Play 500 against Milwaukee, and then go 6-2 and two against Pittsburgh and the Royals, and you're fine. Yeah, and I I still feel that way today. Now that we've got five in against Milwaukee and four against five against Pittsburgh, I agree. Uh, I, I felt the same way. I've I've really felt that way pretty much since they got done with the Cubs. If you played 500 after the Cubs series, the rest of the way that you would be okay, and that included uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. And now. As we have talked about, it's going to come down to the Milwaukee series and probably come down to the final Monday Mm -hmm. of this 60-game truncated season against Detroit, which would be the game's 59-60, and which would be a doubleheader. And we were talking off the air, would that be in St. Louis or Detroit? I have not gotten official word as to whether or not they would play those games. I'm I'm sure probably they made that decision, and and I should know this, but whether they would play it in, uh, in St. Louis or Detroit if it needs to be played. And I, I would assume it's going to. When you have three teams with a week to go, that um, whether it comes down to winning percentage or whether or not you're in a playoff uh, battle, just positioning, whatever the case may be, with all these different teams, it just seems like you're going to have to play those games anyway with Detroit. But first things first, you've got Kansas City tonight, first of three against the Royals, and then you have five against Milwaukee with a doubleheader mixed in on Friday, and then potentially the doubleheader next uh, Monday, a week from today. And I just think about it because I, I like to look at it from baseball's side, too. If you want to reduce travel as much as possible, yeah. you don't have to have the Cardinals travel at all. And you stay in the bubble. and you, Right. Because the, they're going to come home in a bubble. Right. They're going to come home and stay in a hotel. Okay. So, so the Cardinals will come home on Wednesday night and go straight to so, a hotel. So then it makes more sense Correct. to have Detroit come, come here to Louis, right. from Kansas City and then only have one team traveling and a team that's not going to be playing anymore. Exactly. That, I think it makes sense that they would stay in their bubble, technically, in the St. Louis bubble. Mm-hmm. So any of these teams that are going to postseason play, even if you are really just mathematically somewhat alive, you're actually in a bubble. So starting Wednesday, you start in a bubble. I don't know if you knew that. I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, so the Cardinals will come home, and their families are being asked to be quarantined as well. So if you are uh, going to to go into postseason play and you want your kids and your wife to be with you, um, they all start quarantining on, on Wednesday. So if you're going to make that postseason run, and the Cardinals are hoping to make that run, they start quarantining on Wednesday. So they get home Wednesday night after the night game in Kansas City, 
and they will uh, start quarantining at a bubble across the street at a hotel in St. Louis. And I don't know if some of the guys get a special exemption to be at home, which I know some may be asking for. I'm not sure if they're going to get it, but uh, basically you're in a bubble starting the hotel bubble starting exactly on Wednesday. And then um, away we go with the postseason play. Isn't it amazing when you talk about this, that here we are, We've got eight playoff teams in each league, and the American League teams are set. Yeah, that they don't. They can put eight teams in a bubble, and they can put their other seven teams. They can say, "Nope, you're going home." They don't have to worry about that at all. It's really remarkable. And then in the National League, you've got is it eleven teams that have a chance still? Yeah. So the National League teams, if it ended today, so this would be the matchups, and I find the first matchup probably the most interesting of all of them. Because now they'll be going on short days rest because the Reds are going to roll out their top three on short days rest for the final week. Mm -hmm. But man, it'd be fun to see. And I think they could upset them, but it'd be number eight Cincinnati against number one LA. That would be amazing. Uh, The seventh seed would be the Phillies against the number two Cubs. The sixth seed would be the Cardinals against the number three seed, the Braves and the number five seed against, and I think they win this, the number four seed against the Padres. So those those would be the eight teams with Milwaukee being on the outside looking in. And there's a couple other teams that still could get in as well on the National League side. So there's still some unfinished business here. And among those eight teams, the best offense belongs to Atlanta. I would agree. And the worst offense belongs to Dodgers are pretty good, too. Yeah. Dodgers pretty good, too. Statistically, the Braves are scoring almost six runs a game. It's unbelievable. Their pitching is atrocious. It is. And that's why I was saying that that's why it would be an interesting matchup. Yeah. Because the Cardinals would have their good pitching against that good hitting. Yeah. And then their poor pitching against the Cardinals' poor hitting, what comes out on top? Yeah. Pitching beats. I like pitching. I do, too. That's why I like the Cardinals. They, you know, through all this, and the Cardinals' hitting has been terrible. They struck out 15 times yesterday mm-hmm. and won the game. And it takes a 38-year-old catcher that's <laughs> said he feels like he's played in 180 games to, to hit you a two-run yeah. homer and win the game. But yet their pitching has been awesome. Their bullpen was awesome over the weekend. Flaherty was awesome yesterday. They've had six different guys give you a save this year as they kind of mix and match at the back end of games. But yet, look at what's happening in the final week of this season. John Gant is getting healthy. Gallegos is going to be healthy yep. now in the final week. And Flaherty now is fully struck. You get out. You got Wayno pitching like a Cy Young. He's going to be in the Cy Young conversation. He's not going to win it, but he might get a vote or two. But he's been their MVP. Their pitching has been really good. So you never know what happens when you get into postseason play. And they they could win a series and then who knows, go on a run. We got texts earlier complaining that uh, the Cardinals bullpen only did it against the Pirates. But they still, against the Pirates, threw, I think it was 12 and a third scoreless innings. 12 innings at least of scoreless baseball. At least 12. I know that. I don't care who you're going against. If you need it and you get it, that's a good thing. Bottom line, though, man, is this offense is is just not good enough right now going into next season. Now, it might be good enough to win you some short series, but the the offense is just... I don't see the in-game adjustments. Like uh, I'm talking about in-game. I don't see the adjustments being made. And I'll look at the ninth inning yesterday, and they had a chance to add to their to their lead. And, Randy, they had runners on, and they're watching fastball after fastball right. go right down the middle. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, where where is the adjustment in the game? Sometimes it's you, not have, being you made. have to let your natural athletic ability take over. They're so robotic, it seems like. I, it, I agree. 
I don't know if it's like a numbers thing and they're saying, okay, well, here comes player X, pitcher X coming in, and this is what he does, and spin rate is this, and saber match. That's fine. I mean, that's part of the equation in baseball 2020, but where is C-ball hit ball? I, I don't yeah. see that. And um, I think Adam Wainwright hit it on the head. We had him on a broadcast. I don't know if you saw that a couple of weekends ago. And we asked him, why are you having success? Just simply, why are you having success at, at this advanced age of 39? And you're not throwing hard. Your you're curveball, by the way, has been great. It's still awesome. And he said, you know, I finally have just gone back to what makes me successful instead of worrying about what makes everybody else successful. And he said, don't take me the wrong way. I, I look at the strengths of other hitters and try to get them out with their weaknesses. But I also pitch to my strengths. And sometimes I, I think these hitters are just caught in between. How many times do we see a guy just when they start to swing, they're like, mm, mm, yep. you know, like they don't pull the trigger. And it's like, man, just just go do what got you here. And I, I know that's really simplistic for me as a guy that's just calling the games. I never played at that level. It's very easy for me to say that. And guys are throwing 98 to 100. Again, very easy for me to say that. But I, I do see, though, a lot of fastballs going by, and they're just not making that adjustment. And that's something that is, is problematic for this team. I remember talking to Tony Gwynn, who was he was the forerunner of video use among hitters. He would bring, you saw him, those, those big video boxes on the road he with him. He and his brother would do it. Right. And here's the thing about him, though. He would use that video, and before the pitch came, he was out of the box, and he was thinking. But then... He was a, totally a sea ball hit ball guy, and he would say that, that 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 was the essence of him, sea ball hit ball. But the thought process and the video usage came in before the guy threw the pitch, mm-hmm. and you can't be you can't be standing in the. I can't imagine Mike Shannon says the worst you, thing you can do in the batter's box is think. Think. I yeah. can't imagine that you can stand there with a pitcher on the mound. And be thinking. Dylan Carlson is the best example right now. I mean, now he's 21, and they're pitching him as hard as anybody in that lineup. They they really are. They're pitching him so tough, and they pitch him backwards. I, I thought Jim Edmonds made a great point over the weekend and has made really great points about how when you're in the minor leagues and it's 2-0, and you're going to get a fastball. Where it's 2-0 and in the major leagues, you, you might get a slider, you might get a curveball, you might get a changeup. They're going to pitch you differently, and you can see how in between he is, where he's just not letting his natural ability take over and just say, hey, you see it, go after it, be aggressive. I think he's let way too many fastballs go by or hittable pitches go by where I want to see him be aggressive early in a count. You see something, go after it. And it's not just him, it's a lot of the young hitters. We're not seeing that. So that's got to change. But to the bigger picture of what the Cardinals are doing, they can outpitch anybody right now, I think, in the game. And they have depth. That is the one area they've got. They have got depth with their pitching, and that's where they stand out going into this final week. They had a great philosophy about this. We're going to talk about that. And Albert Pujols next with Dan as we get ready for Scoops with Danny Mack on 101 ESPN.